Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to today's program. We're going to chat about nine ways we can be working on our business in the off season. And it's going to be a little bit of a pop quiz today. I want to encourage you as I share these nine things to give yourself an honest score. If you are doing the thing that I share, then you get, you know, a yes or a correct answer. If you're not, then maybe a no or an incorrect, and then we'll see what you score at the end. Are you a seven of nine, eight of nine, nine of nine? And then maybe the areas where you didn't get a yes, um, you know, to, to, to work on a revision plan or adjustment, a pivot to, to get that in order uh, so that the systems and processes in our business are uh, very fine-tuned. So just a little bit of context uh, before we get started when I say working on our business. The time, effort, and energy that we have in the off-season, and, and by off-season here in Atlanta as I record this podcast, the grass is dormant. I think it's like 42 degrees out there. It's freezing cold. And uh, there's not as much work to do because the grass isn't growing. The bushes aren't growing. Of course, there is some stuff you can do, but we're in our off season. I know Paul uh, down there in Miami, the Miami landscaper, you know, they, they kind of have a year round service down there. But for most of us, you know, Georgia and above, uh, you know, you get up into Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, we have what we call the off season. It's the, the grass doesn't need cut. There's not as much to do. However, we still have time as the business owner, effort, energy that we can be investing and working on our business. And so when I say working in the business, and and this is from some material from Robert Kiyosaki, Tony Bass, uh, Michael Gerber, just kind of combining the, you know, um, popular material out there that working in the business is when you're actually executing the service, whether you're doing a lawn maintenance or you're pressure washing a driveway or you're doing a landscape job, you're out there and you're doing the work that's working in the business. You're providing the service for the customer. Working on the business, that's more of the um, behind the scenes, establishing the systems, the processes to run the business well. And so we're going to talk today about those working on the business um, principles and, and, and um, actual things that we can be doing, uh, especially in the off season so that our time, effort, and energy is used wisely in the off-season. Uh, thanks to today's show sponsor, Company Cam. Uh, you can uh, take a picture of your property, guys, and then put it in Company Cam app, and then the other folks on your team can see what's going on on that property. And so it's a really cool concept. I actually got to talk to Luke Hansen, the guy that created all this. He used to be, I believe, in roofing, and I uh, figured this out a while ago. That they had all this miscommunication within their company is like, let's just get this all in one spot. So we're thankful that they've teamed up with us at greenindustrypodcast.com to uh, give you two months uh, at 50% off if you want to try them out, plus a 14-day free trial uh, just to to give Company Cam a shot there. So companycam.com forward slash green industry podcast. And Mr. Producer, they're sponsoring our upcoming kickoff tour, uh, them and uh, Kohler Engines and Xmark. And so... Uh, we're really looking forward to that. Well, we have room for one more sponsor too. If any of y'all want to sponsor the kickoff tour, give me a holler. 
All right. So we're going to go through these nine ways that we can be working on our business in the off season. Before I share these nine, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with um, working a side hustle or part-time job in the off season to bring in some income. I uh, was coaching with somebody the other day and they felt like a failure because they have to go uh, do a little part-time job. And I was like, bro, I said, for it was either eight or nine years, I had a part-time job in the off season. One of my part-time jobs was at Carabas. I would uh, wait on tables, uh, basically six nights a week in the evenings. I'd go in about four, four thirty, and I just served tables all night and and to make some extra money. And then uh, for five and a half years, I worked at a radio station and have them um, ramp up my hours to twenty-nine hours a week uh, in the off season. And so uh, that's okay if 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 you need to. Uh, make money in the off season and there's not as much services to offer. Obviously we don't plow snow down here and there's not as much to do when it's, and I don't like working in the cold. It's okay to go get a job. But when, when you're not bringing income from maybe a, a, a part-time side hustle, we really can be investing time, effort, and energy into building our businesses. Uh, so watching reruns of Seinfeld or the office or whatever you watch football, you know, Cutting a lot of that stuff out and, and, and really putting on um, a spirit of excellence and in, in working on our business is uh, my suggestion. So I actually threw my TV away last January and I haven't got a new one since uh, because I'm, I'm hungry uh, to achieve my goals and, and to take my life to the next level. All right, here's nine ways we can be working on our business in the off season. Again, kind of keep a, a scorecard here. Of, of if you're doing all nine or how close to all nine uh, that you're doing. And there's more than nine. Um, now obviously, we can make this list pretty long, but uh, we, we try to keep these podcasts under three hours, right, Mr. Producer? I don't know how Joe Rogan does it, man. His, hour, his podcasts are like three hours long. And uh, anyway, we, we try to keep it to like 30 or 45 minutes. So I, I, I condensed the list down to my top nine. It's kind of like Instagram at the end of the year, right? Your best nine or whatever. Number nine. Organize your office. I'm not thinking of anybody in particular, but uh, I do travel the country and go on tours and podcasts from your guys' locations. And I've seen some raggedy looking offices, man. And uh, so number nine, organize the office. I used to work at an accounting firm and I was the assistant uh, to the president of the firm. And I would uh, basically... I mean, they had a nickname for me around there that wasn't a, uh, it was a bad word, but they called me the, the office <laughs> fill in the blank. But I would, uh, after they had a meeting in the very fancy, they had a very fancy room at this, uh, accounting firm and attorneys would be in there and the accountants and the, you know, all these professional people. And so as soon as the meeting was over, I'd, I'd brush in there and I'd clean up everything. I'd, um, take Windex and I'd, I'd get the table all clean and, and just make sure it looked perfect, you know, 15, 20 minutes after their meeting. And then the president, whenever he wasn't in his office, like if he went home for the day at four 30, I would come in afterwards and I'd vacuum his office. I'd dust it. I was like the cleaning company and I'd, I'd, dust the window things, blinds, and, and, and vacuum it to perfection. I'd clean off his desk and just, you know, I'd make sure it was clean. So when he came in the next morning, everything was organized, everything was clean, looking fresh, smelling fresh, vacuumed, uh, nice and orderly. 
And there really was a peace of, of mind of having things so clean and nice when I would get done cleaning the, the conference room there at the, it's a real nice like skyscraper building, you know, fancy schmancy. Um, but it just, it just boosts your morale when everything's orderly and clean and they valued that enough. They're paying me 10 bucks an hour. Um, this was back in the day as quite a bit of money for a high, I was in high school at the time. They're paying me 10 bucks an hour. Um, just to clean up after them. And so anyway, I don't know where your workspace is uh, I, on Instagram. You know, I see the almonds, <laughs> little, little workspace. I've actually been to their house before. Um, I have my little office. Um, some people have more, you know, exuberant offices, but I really think it is important that we have a creative space, uh, whether it's the corner of your bedroom or it's a, a, a real nice room in your home or, or shop that's dedicated to your office and just clean it up. I mean, get out. It's called a vacuum cleaner. You can get that thing out and vacuum up. You can consolidate all your sticky notes and the writing things down. Um, you know, get a vision board, put that up in there. And, um, you know, I'm not going to do a whole episode on what it means to clean and to organize, but get that, the, get that workspace. If you don't have one, get it created, the office space. And if it's looking raggedy, if it's looking all, all dirty, get, get it cleaned up, get it organized, get it systematized, get it so that when you come to work in the office to work on your business, you can get straight into executing on the tasks at hand and not feeling overwhelmed. Like, man, this place looks unorganized. So number nine, organize your office. And some of you are like, oh, I'm already over one, Paul. <laughs> this is to help us, not to, not to make us feel bad, uh, but, but to really help us work on our business um, as we are in the off season. Most of us are. Number eight, get finances in order. Get your finances in order. And so I actually went through an exercise where I printed out every single bank statement for last year, which was 2021. And I went through, I had a, a pen, calculator, spreadsheet. And I'd go through categories and this took me basically an all, all day type deal. And uh, I went through and I would circle every time I ate out and I, and I'd circle the next one. 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 Then I would type it in my spreadsheet and, and, and not that this was the most effective way of, of going through this, but I wanted to feel the pain of when I made a financial decision that maybe wasn't the smartest move. And so I actually went through and I found out how many transactions I had last year that I ate out and what that total dollar amount was. And my goal is this year is to reduce that uh, by, you know, grocery shopping more thrift, thriftily and not eating out as frequently and things of that nature. And so, and I did that for all these different categories of life to, to really know uh, in my personal finance, where my where my money was going, because I'm trying to take control of my finances, get them in order. And if you have any debts, you know, writing down all your debts and and putting down what the interest rate is, what the balance is, and, and really getting a plan of attack to get our money in order, um, decreasing expenses, increasing income, and really uh, having an organization financially and a and a plan um, to really take control as we go into this new year of both the personal finance. And then also in the uh, business as well. And so uh, I know that the income time of making the most money in our industry is typically the spring rush and, you know, throughout the summer, the fall. But what we can do is we can put ourselves in the best position to execute on our financial plan for the year. And so just really getting that in order um, with our debts, with our investments, with our 
um, tracking our expenses and just financially getting things in order. And again, I, I shared this on yesterday's program. Um, if you guys need help with getting your finances in order, the expert that I respect the most is Dave Ramsey, and he's got um, so much content in his ecosystem to help you um, get that area of your life in um, peace, order, and excellence. Um, but just taking time, effort, energy, getting off the computer, uh, you know, getting off TikTok or Instagram or whatever you're, you're, you're scrolling your destiny away, just watching, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, you don't have to go to the extreme. I went up throwing my TV away. But I, was, I was talking to a really successful guy last night. His guy's very successful. And um, I challenged him. I, was, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't know how to say it because I wanted to be respectful. This guy's very successful, like so much further along in life than I am. Um, but, you know, he's telling me about his TV and, and this, that, and then they're like, well, why don't you just throw that thing in the trash? You know, <laughs> he kind of paused and he's like, you know, maybe you're right, Paul. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not going to tell everyone to throw your TV away, but really get your money in order, get a plan, get things in order and make whatever sacrifices you have to make to achieve your goals. I've obviously publicly shared that mine has been, I've won 12 months now with no television and I'm, I'm planning on keeping going. Maybe when I get married, my wife's going to be like, we get a TV in this home. You understand? Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but while I'm single, I'm going to enjoy no TV in mi casa. Number seven, get a clear, defined marketing strategy for this year. And so I know when Dr. Frank was on the program, he's like, you could write this down on a napkin. I wasn't going to correct him. I wouldn't write down on a napkin. I'd, I'd write down a piece of paper, like, a, you know, make it nice. But um, write down your marketing strategy. Are you going to be doing door hangers this year or postcards? And again, I'm not going to go through the pros and cons of which one they're better. They're both, they're both great. Okay. But let's say you're going to go with door hangers. Well, what month are you going to start passing them out? Third week of February, first week of March third week of March, have that plan written down and then, and then, and then research. Well, what company are you going to have print them? How much does that cost to, to print X amount of door hangers? What company are you going to hire to do the graphic design for the door, door hanger? Get, figure out what that costs, get everything lined up. And then, then you'll know what it will cost to, to, to run your marketing plan, what weeks you're planning on starting it, whether it's the, the door hanger or the postcard, really establishing your marketing plan. Um, there's other things we can be doing with our marketing plan that actually just take a little bit of time and effort. Uh, that's Google My Business. We've talked about that many times on this program. It's free to 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 get your business account linked up to Google My Business. Uh, they'll send you the little postcard with the the verification code. Sync that up to your address. Get that thing going with some pictures on there, with some testimonials. Uh, Instagram's free. You can. Start your grid with nine pictures. Post your nine best pictures on Instagram. Get a get a grid filled out. Start following people in the industry and 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 getting. You don't need to get clout of tens of thousands of followers, but build social proof on on Instagram on Google. My business. That's that's ways. That's a marketing strategy that just takes a little bit of time and effort and no money. And then, you know, of course, we recommend um, investing some money in marketing, uh, whether it's door hangers or postcards to, to bring in new customers, but it's about getting new customers, keeping our current customers and, um, you know, word of mouth referrals. I understand that's, that's a plus, but that shouldn't be your whole marketing plan. There, there needs to be some meat and potatoes around that. Um, those are great. Those are the best in my opinion, but there's gotta be some more 
components to your marketing strategy. So actually writing that down, um, you know, and then writing down the week you're going to implement the marketing strategy. And then the things that you can work on now in the off season, get those looking sharp. Um, if you guys want a website, by the way, pure marketing, um, just tell them Paul Jamison sent you from the green industry podcast. They'll make you a good website. Uh, they got, they got $3,000 websites, $5,000 websites, and, um, that might be a bigger price tag, but you can put it on your plan. Maybe, ma'am, we don't have that sitting around right now, but you know, maybe August or September, we're going to hire them and, and, and just get a plan so that you can get your, um, get new customers this year that are good, good customers. Number six, organize your shop and equipment. And so, uh, again, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> I've been to a lot of your shops. Uh, the best one was Caleb Allman, man. I'm out at his shop and he's, he's all like shy to open this garage door to this, this storage facility. And he's like warning me like, Hey, you know, it's been a, been a while since we cleaned this or whatever. And he slowly is opening the door. And it was like a movie where I thought everything was just going to like come falling off out of the out of the storage unit, like into the street in the Fairfield County, Ohio. It's like, it was just so unorganized <laughs> in that shop, but he's building a new shop and it's got plenty of space. So I'm sure the new shop's going to be looking spiffy like Mitchell Gordy's man. I went to his shop on the other end of the spectrum and Mitchell's shop. It was pristine. And, and, uh, I made a joke with Mitchell like, Oh, you must've cleaned it up for my arrival. And he kind of looked at me real serious. Like, no, it's always like this. And I was like, Mitchell kind of scares you when he looks at you like that. It's like, okay, yes, I think you're being serious right now. And, and uh, he just really does keep it that clean all the time. But anyway, wherever your equipment is clean it up. You know, it, I, I understand that during the season, our stuff can accumulate and, and, you know, we, pick up this, that, and the other, and, you know, throw away what needs to be thrown away. Uh, if you got to get bins or shelving or whatever to, to, to get some order to the, um, equipment and, and the tools th then do so. And also, um, you know, just whether you want to blow it out or sweep it out, just get all that excess dirt, get, get a looking nice. So when we start the season, um, we can start from, from a place of having everything, uh, in order. Number five, this is something I've really learned from my friends in the NFL is to do company evaluations. So at the end of the season, uh, you know, let's say they lose the playoff game or whatever. Uh, I, uh, in the past, I started meeting some NFL players and coaches. I met some more and more. And so now it's pretty cool. Cause it's like, I'm watching a game and it's like, Oh yeah, I know someone from the, you know, the Raiders, I'll be looking at the sideline. Oh, I know those two guys. And it's like, Oh, I know someone from the Bengals. I know someone from, uh, you know, on the Cardinals and all these other teams I'm watching playoff games. And like, I was like, I know these guys, it's really bizarre. Cause I used to watch football and, and these guys were like these hero. I don't know. They, they were like, um, they weren't even human in my mind, but now I was like, Oh man, I, I know this person and their family and they're, they're dorky. Just like you and me, they're just regular folks. Uh, they just, make a lot of money <laughs> to play football. It's pretty cool. But um, at the end, so at the end of the season, what the coaches will do is they'll do these intense evaluations of players on the, on their team. And they got all these different ways that they'll evaluate them um, from so many different angles. And then they'll, they'll turn in that report card um, to, to their boss and then that way they know in the off season of what priority does this person deserve a new contract at a higher rate? Are we going to cut this player? Are we going to trade them? And, and it really puts a, um, a weight on each person based on their performance. And so we need to do that with our business and not just the people in our business, but the systems and processes in our business. 
How do you evaluate the way you're doing billing? How do you evaluate the way you're doing marketing? How do you evaluate this tool, that piece of equipment? And you can go through every part of our business and really evaluate what can we be doing better? And, and even looking through your profit and loss statement at the various line items and just, just be evaluating where can we be improving our business? Uh, just like the NFL coaches do that for the players, you know, in, in, in the post uh, season or, or not the postseason, like the playoffs, but you know, the, after the season's over um, that, that few week window there um, right as the season ends, they're valuating the year. And so maybe you didn't do that immediately when the season ended, but before this, the next season starts, Let's do some evaluations so that we can really make adjustments and pivots headed into the next year. All right. That's the signal from Mr. Producer that it's time to get a sip of water today. Folks, we're drinking Deer Park. I uh, uh, picked this up at um, Costco. You can get these. I like these sports caps, Marty. And so I'm not to Fullerton's level yet, folks. Maybe 2022, we can get there where a guy drinks Essentia all the time. Um we're, we're on the deer park right now. We're, we're getting steps. We're getting closer. But the sports cap, that's my luxury, man. I, I like that thing. And it's actually a pretty good deal. You can get a, I think we got like a 32 pack. So anyway, you guys are always tagging me drinking your Essentia water. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, but we're, we're, we're getting there. So, uh, all right, we're going to hear from today's show sponsors. I'm going to get a gulp of this ice cold deer park water. And we'll have the top four ways you can work on your business coming right up. It's Brittany here with the Hardscape Academy. If you're serious about keeping good, qualified people around, then you have to train them. You can say, well, what if they leave? I've trained them and I've spent all this time and resources on it. But what if they stay and you haven't taken that time to train them and they're not able to grow within your company and run their own jobs? That falls on you. So check out the hardscapeacademy.com to train yourself and your crews. This month, we're going to be launching our Crewman Paver training video. This video is for your employees. It is the how to hardscaping and not so much the why everything is done the way it is. In this 45 minute video, you'll be able to brief your employees on paver installation basics so they're ready to crush the day on site with you. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get skills and training for you and your crew so you can excel as a professional hardscaper and grow your company. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Check out the hardscapeacademy.com. Hello, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Xander Kirby with Pure Marketing Agency. Many of you may have heard me as a friend of the show as I'm a huge believer in Paul and our great landscaping community. Five years ago, I began Trifecta Landscaping with zero experience, and by God's grace, we have grown into a multi-million dollar debt-free company. I was able to do this in large part with having a great understanding on social and digital marketing, and that is why we are now launching my new company, Pure Marketing. Every thriving business needs a top-of-the-line website, consistent and creative content, and full optimization of Google and digital footprints. If you're ready to grow your business and for new clients to discover you, contact our team for free at puremarketingteam.com, where we focus purely on marketing so you can focus purely on your business. Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. 
Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. All righty. So we are continuing our list of ways that we can invest our time, effort, energy in the off-season to work on our business. Number four, organize our customer data. So I got to do, you know what? We've done 612 episodes, Mr. Producer. I've never actually done a whole episode on just Jobber, the business management software that I use, but we should put that down as a future show to do. We just do a whole show on going over the features of Jobber, but that's the, uh, what would be called a business management software uh, where you can organize all your data. And so if you don't have all that information, uh, your customer's email address, physical address, phone number, uh, stored into a business management software where you can invoice them, communicate with them, cultivate that relationship with them in a professional way online, then I encourage you to get get that information organized uh, going into the new year. The cool thing about Jobber, by the way, is you can try them out for free for 14 days. And so uh, I would highly recommend, uh, click the link in the show notes, give Jobber a try. I think after 14 days, you'll be like, okay, <laughs> sign me up and uh, you know get uh, all your information onboarded. So as you start the season, um, if you don't, I know most of you guys listening already have this in order, but there's somebody listening that doesn't. And so uh, figure out a way you can organize your customer data, get into a business management software. Again, the one I've used since 2019 is Jobber. You can try that for free by clicking on the link in the show notes. Numero trace, number three, get in shape. <laughs> okay. And so physically your body, you're the business owner. Uh, there's a lot of responsibility on our shoulders. And when we are at optimal health, then we improve in every area of life in our relationships and leading our business and interacting with our customers, all of it. We need to be in excellent shape. And so one of the best things you can do for your business this off season is to get in shape. Now, I remember my buddy, Bruce, uh, this was years ago. This is an example of what not to do. Um, his family lived in North Carolina and they were buying a house down here in Atlanta area. So he's like, Hey man, we're moving to Georgia. Um, do you think I could come crash on your couch for a few days while I, uh, you know, go around town with my real estate agent and pick out the house my family's going to move into when we come down there. And uh, he's like, I won't be home much, you know, your house much. I'll be, um, I'm just going to be going, I mean, I'm going to try to go like 20 houses in a few days or whatever, and then pick the best one and put in an offer, all that. So yeah, no, no worries. Come on down. And I was like, we could, we could actually probably squeeze a workout in. Cause at the time he was, you know, big in the working out uh, or he was back in the day. Um, I didn't realize that he had basically like taken a year off working out when his family moved back to North Carolina. So comes on down. And, uh, you know, does the deal, goes around with the real estate agent and, and shops around. And then the next morning he's like, Hey, you want to grab a workout in before I, I go house, house shopping? I was like, yeah. So we go and uh, I think it was back day. And, and again, he hadn't worked out for a year. Cause I was used to him, like, you know, crushing workouts, working out all the time His you know, triceps are busting out of his shirt, flat abs, all that. And he looked, looking a little different, <laughs> but, uh, we go into the gym and he's not, he's, he hasn't worked out in a while and he, you know, but I'm, 
it's kind of, it's kind of like competition in a way. So I'm, you know, I'm cranking out these, these rows and these, you know, lat pull downs and just, um, doing all these back exercises and you know, he's trying to keep up with me and we're, we're, we're just working out hard, man. And then he, we get done. He's like, I'm going to go jump in the pool, man. He do, do, does a bunch of swimming and all this stuff. And so come in to, I think we're eating some eggs or something, a little post-workout meal. And he's in my kitchen and he falls over. And I'm like, what's going on? And he starts screaming. He literally falls over. He's like, ah, ah. And I was like, you know, do I call 911? What do I do? I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, ah, I can't like talk. He's screaming. I was like, Bruce, Bruce. He's like, ah. And so I'm, I'm literally about to call 911. I was like, talk to me. Are you okay? Because I, I, he's obviously alive. You're just in excruciating pain. And he's like, I'm all right. He's like, I think I pulled a muscle in my back. And, uh, and so... What happened was he, he overdid it working out because he hadn't worked out in a year and they just did this crazy workout and swimming. And so for like the next week, he's just laying on my couch and his wife's calling like, you're supposed to be out looking for our house. He's like, I can't move. And he's just sitting there. I'm like bringing him stuff and he just laid out on the couch. I, it was for a while. Finally, I was like, after a week or so, I'm like, Bruce, you, you, you know, you probably got to get moving on with your life, man. We, we got to get this. What do you need? A heating pad? Some something, man. And eventually he was able to, to walk again and get back into society. But the point is, I know many folks get out of the rhythm, you know, during the season, you're not working out consistently. And, and, and maybe you, you ate two, one too many Baconators and donuts and you want to get back into working out, just start small. Maybe, maybe walk a mile on the treadmill and then the next day, maybe try to walk two, And then maybe eventually, you know, Start some weight training, but start small. Don't, don't try to get in there and just, you know, try to make up for lost ground in one ep, one uh, one training session. But um, for real, getting in shape, especially in the off season, maybe you have to have an abbreviated training schedule during the thick of things during the spring rush. I get it, but making sure that we're starting the season at optimal health, tip top shape, just like athletes train. Um, you know, and, and their body is their moneymaker on the football field or basketball court or whatever the, the sport is. We want to be performing our best as business leaders. And so you can be working on your business by, by being in shape. <clears throat> Number two way you can work on your business as we go in um, to the off season here is to create a vision board. And I've, I've shared about this sprinkled throughout other episodes, but I'm really starting to see how important this is. I was uh, just mentioning at the top of this broadcast that I was talking to a fellow last evening that's very, very, very successful. And I just, I just deeply respect this man's uh, success in business and, and also in his relationships with his family and things of that nature. And um, he was just kind of drilling me. He's like, Hey, what are your goals for the year, Paul? And, um, and then he, you know, shared with me what his, him and his wife's goals are and, and the specifics of it and the, the measurableness of it and just things of that nature are so important. And, and so having a vision board, actually figuring out where we want this year to go and then printing out pictures or writing down whatever um, and, 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 and getting a little thumbtack and putting that on a vision board and getting that in our office. So we're looking at it every single day so that when the uh, storms of 2022 come into our life, and, and the rainy days come and, and, and the difficulties of the year come, we don't lose track on what we're focused on trying to accomplish, um, but we can kind of follow the roadmap 
and even get that into our subconscious um, just daily by looking at our vision board um, so that we stick to the plan. So I highly recommend uh, creating a vision board for your business, for your life. Uh, make that a prayerful activity to try, try to align your vision with what God's vision is for our life. Um, and that's that's very important. So um, a quick summary before we go. Number one, um, organize your office. Again, that takes time, effort, and energy. It doesn't necessarily take money unless you're going to you know, buy a, a new folder or bin or whatever, but, but, but relatively very low money investment time though, to, to get out the vacuum cleaner and to get out the, the dust cloth and to get, get our office space either created, or if we already have one, get it, get it organized and clean. Uh, number eight, get our finances in order. Take the time to track what you did last year in your business, um, in your personal and find out how this year uh, we can get better with our money, how, how we can make more income this year and, and decrease our expenses and trim the fat. I just canceled a, a $12.99 um, subscription that I had. I was like, you know what? How much do I really spend on this for the year? What's $12.99 times 12 months? Am I really seeing an ROI on it or is it just kind of wasted money? And so I actually canceled the subscription. And uh, I did that for uh, another one that was eleven ninety nine a month, and and uh, you know I've been just going through and cutting back expenses and, and and definitely establishing a plan to increase income. So I get your finances in order. Number seven is really have a clarity to your marketing strategy. Um, you know we already talked about that a little bit, but there's so many different ways we can market our business, and so actually having an, a, a plan on this week we're going to do this to attempt to acquire better new customers. Number six, organize your shop and equipment. Again, that may involve shelving or, or bins or, or even, you know, trash cans to put your shovels and rakes or whatever, but get things organized, get things orderly. Uh, so that when the season kicks off, everything's in, in, in nice, clean order, uh, shop equipment, maybe take your truck to the truck wash <laughs> and do like a deep, uh, cleaning of it, get out those French fries, you know, and, uh, all the crazy stuff you'll find underneath your seat when you when you peek under there and, and vacuum it. Um, get, get things nice, clean, and order. Number five was company evaluations, evaluating every area of our business, every line item on our profit and loss statement. How can we make our business better? What? How are we honestly doing? What's an honest evaluation of every area of our business? Doing that. Number four. Uh, getting our customer data organized so that we can have effective communication uh, with them this year. Of course, Jobber is the easiest way that I know of to do that. Um, number three, physically get in shape, whether that means uh, purchasing different types of food and cleaning our diet up uh, so that we eat healthier, uh, going to the gym and, and doing some exercise. Again, my friend Bruce, start start easy. You might not be Ben Naiman overnight, you know, in the gym crushing these workouts, but 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 uh, get there over time. Number two, create a vision board. Um, honorable mention, and of course, these cost a little bit of money, but they're things that systems and processes that if you listen to my podcast and even other folks' podcasts, that you know they'll um, share the importance of having a good bookkeeper, a good accountant, a good tax planner. So. I've, uh, my folks ask me who I use. I use Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. Uh, they're now the landscaper bookkeeper, I think. Megan and Joey Coberly, um, they're phenomenal. Uh, I, I really highly recommend them. Uh, my accountant and tax planner hasn't given me permission to publicly share about their services yet because um, 
they just want to make sure they got things <laughs> things in order. Because what happens when I tell you, hey, I use, well, if I say I use Jobber, you know, they, they have thousands of other customers, so they can handle an influx of all you guys going and getting them. My bookkeeper changed their life because I started talking on my podcast. Like, yeah, you know, my bookkeepers, Megan and Joey, you know, good old Megan and Joey. <laughs> and people started calling them. And then next thing you know, is like Megan's schedule was full. Um, taking care of your guys' books. Her husband had to quit her job. Joey, he had to come home and now his schedule's full taking care of your guys' books. So anyway, eventually I'll probably tell you guys who my accountant is and my tax planner, but I don't want to overwhelm them with you guys blowing them up and but hey, Paul told me you're the best. And then they're like, you, you know, it's just to add an extra, however many hours that is to their schedule to take care of you guys I want to make sure they can do you right. So Megan and Joey can do you right. Jobber can do you right. Uh, your gym can probably take care of you with the dumbbells I got there. But, um, anyway, I'll eventually share with you the accountant and tax planner, but you can, you can go to Dave Ramsey's website, type in, you know, accountant, tax planner, tax professional, um, you know, do your research to, to, uh, investigate who's the best, uh, for you. Number one, thing you should do in the off season to work on your business is to raise your rates. I want to know that we have a 100% um, success to every single green industry podcast listener that if I ask you in, in June, Hey, did you raise your rates in the spring? Every single person hearing the sound of my voice, please, please, please raise your rates this spring or, you know, even late winter going into the spring inflation is is really in unusual um, times right now. Uh, typically in the past, that's three to 5%. It goes up each year and uh, perhaps it went up even more than that. Time will tell as the research comes out, but um, so much is going up. Uh, our expenses, I, I get an email almost every other day with some company explaining to me that they're raising their rate. And so you should be raising your rates anyway, every single year. But if you've maybe not gotten into that rhythm and routine in your business, prepare to raise your rates this year. Um, you can make, you can send out the letter that we have already pre-made. It's called the rate increase letter. It's a template. You can download onto your computer. It will say insert date here, insert name here, insert. If you have a logo, logo here. So you just put your information on the template, but we've explained to them that you're trying to keep quality service and, and why you need to raise your rates and everything's just very uh, professional, uh, simplified way of communication, get those letters ready and, and get those emailed out to your customers. Um, so that 30 days before your season starts, you've communicated with them that you raised your rates. And let's say your season starts March 1st, you can start sending those rate increase letters out now because some of them aren't going to reply. And then you're going to need to email them and be like, Hey, I just want to make sure you got a rate increase letter. And so, you know, maybe some of them aren't going to reply to that. Then you got to get on the phone and call sweet Sue and say, Hey, sweet Sue, how have you been? Oh, good. You know, um, you know, Johnny just got his driver's license and that's exciting. But, oh, that's great. You know, um, Hey, I, I just want to let, make sure you got our, our email. We're raising our rates. I know last year we're cutting your yard for, you know, um, 55 or 50 bucks a pop, but, uh, you know, this year it's going to be $55. Um, you know, and just be prepared if they give you any pushback, you can actually just read the main body of the rate increase letter and memorize that. And if they're like, Oh, well, why, why, why are you doing that? And it's, you know, explain to them, um, well, you know, our, our costs are going up to run our business. We just really want to make sure we provide you quality sweet to service. And so uh, just to make sure our business is, is, um, 
running well, you know, we, we need to bump up our rate a little bit this year. They should be understanding, but I want to have a hundred percent success rate. I, I want you guys texting me, DMing me. Um, you know, so if you see me at, at these events together in the trades or or wherever, and you're like, hey, Paul, I raised my rates. Thanks so much. Because you can actually do the same amount of work and make more money um, just by raising your rates. And as we always preach, know your numbers. As, as the more you know your numbers, typically, as guys go through John Pajak's budget break even and bottom line, well, I'd say typically 100% of the time, they're like, oh, man, I didn't realize I was I was below what I needed to be charging to hit the goals I need to hit my company. Um, typically, everyone needs to raise the rate. So anyway, that's that's definitely I'd have that as goal number one for the offseason is to to get that communication done with your company. And again, don't give me the excuse. You don't know. Well, I don't know what to write. We've already taken care of that with the rate increase letter. Um, you can get that greenindustrypodcast.com and get that downloaded and, and, and sent out to your customers. Um, your business sure will. Um, appreciate that. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode, guys. This was a fun one. Uh, of course, there's more than nine ways to work on your business in the off season, but I kind of had to just pick w- w- nine that I thought were important. Um, so I understand we could have made a list of probably 50 things to do in the off season to work on our business. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is our time, our energy, our effort that we have um, is finite in, in, in the winter. And we don't want to get going in the spring rush is hitting us and we, we still have things that are unorganized in our business. Now is the time to get the systems in place, the processes in place, and, and to really fine tune our business. And so make the most of the winter. And uh, thanks for listening to today's program. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.